1: Shalom, we need great faith to have great love. Understanding God's love requires us to look at God's word. Let's pray and then I'll, I'll unpack it for you. Avinu malkeinu, our father, our king, we love you and praise you and worship you, Lord for you are king of kings and lord of lords and we are your humble servants we are your disciples father and we want to serve you in every way possible so lord at this time day after christmas that you would just inspire us to understand who that baby was and who that baby is in sense and and who we serve and know that as we begin this new year coming up that your power Lord through the power of Yeshua and the Holy Spirit will be upon us to have a great year where you will receive the glory so we bless you we thank you And praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. You know, this is the last program for 2021. And I want to thank everybody who supported us for this program with your prayers, with your emails and letters and your finances. I would mention that the end of the year gifts are greatly appreciated as we don't Receive money to cover the airtime, uh, not enough anyway. And so anything you can do to help us in that area would be a great blessing. You can call our office at 813 831 5673. I would say what I normally say is speak to Karen, but she's on vacation this week. Um, so please call, we'd appreciate it. Most of you have friends who are Jewish. And pre-believers, start the new year right by coming this Friday night or Saturday morning to our services. Check out our website uh, for times and locations, shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. It'll be a great way to start the new year. We have locations in St. Pete, South Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and a Spanish service, too, in South Tampa. Since our services are on Friday night and Saturday, we don't compete with your church. So we'd love to get you to come and especially bring uh, your friends who are Jewish so that they can come to know Yeshua. Soon, believe it or not, uh, right around the corner will be the spring feast. Passover will be upon us. We'd love to come to your church, Bible study, fellowship, and demonstrate or speak about Passover. As one of God's appointed times, Passover will fill you with new information, inspiration, and strengthen your faith. So again, call our office at 813-831-5673, or you can email me at Rabbi at heart of messiah.org now last week we looked at love through the eyes of god this week uh, we're going to look at love through our eyes uh, with a biblical uh, agenda right so let's look at our love in two ways loving god and loving everybody we deal with all our All the people, the neighbors, right? So let's start with loving God. And in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words, which I am commanding you today, are to be on your heart You're to teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. They're to be frontlets between your eyes and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Look, loving God is a 24-7 responsibility for all believers. Loving God means also that you share that knowledge and the experience of your loving God with your children and everyone you meet. And loving God means his commandments are to be in our heart, and so we're to observe them. Now, pleasing God shows him that we love him. So as an example, you read something like Micah six, eight, where he says he has told you humanity, what is good and what a deny is seeking from you only to practice justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. We love God by not being partial in practicing justice. We love God by being merciful to everyone we come in contact with. We love God by showing humility as we realize that as we walk with him, we are here to serve his wants and his desires, and his desire is to for us to walk humbly. And and so we can't love in a vacuum. Our fellow man must acknowledge that they feel loved by us. Our fellow man must acknowledge that we are humble. It's not something we can say about ourselves and that we show mercy to people when people let us down or in every situation. There must be a recipient of our love and we don't even have to look like uh, their behavior or their personalities. You know, we love because he first loved us. First John 4.19 Yeshua was asked which commandment was the greatest. He answered, uh, again quoting Deuteronomy 6, You shall love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor As yourself, the entire Torah and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So if somebody asked you to summarize all of scripture, it's loving God and loving your neighbor. And if you can do those two things, well, you are there. (laughs) Everything in the Hebrew scriptures begins with loving and blessing God. What God wants is really quite simple. He wants us to love him and each person we come in contact with. All our service for God must flow from these two commandments to love. Without love, our service is like a clanging cymbal. We see that in 1 Corinthians 13.1. Why did God feel loved by King David? king david sinned a lot (laughs) and but he repented he sought to see his relationship with god reconciled even after his son died he worshiped god rather than blamed him for god's judgment how do we show god our love well Second Chronicles sixteen nine says, For the eyes of Adonai range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are wholly his. So the question for all of us is, is our heart wholly his? What does that look like? Well, our time, our talents, our finances, our praise, our thanksgiving our obedience, our willingness to seek after his character like the fruits of the spirit, humility and honesty and integrity, our willingness to love all his children. That's how we show God our love. That's how he knows our heart is fully his. You know, in 1st Samuel 16:7, it says for he does not, meaning God, does not see a man as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but Adonai looks into the heart. As we transition from loving God to loving our neighbor, loving people, and even our enemies, the first example that comes into my mind is again King David. And uh, I'm going to read a a little lengthy scripture, but I think it's just important to drive home this point from 1st Samuel starting 24, 24. Now, when Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he told him saying, look, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. So Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the mountain goats. When he came across the sheepfolds along the way, where there was a cave, Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were already sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. So David's men said to him, look, It's the day Adonai spoke to you about. Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hands so you may do to him as it seems good in your eyes. Then David crept and cut off the corner of Saul's robe stealthily. But afterward, David's conscience bothered him for cutting off the edge of Saul's robe. So he said to his fellow men, Adonai forbid that I should do such a thing to my Lord, Adonai's anointed, stretching out my hand against him, for he is Adonai's anointed. So David persuaded his fellow men with these words and did not let them rise against Saul. Then Saul left the cave and went on his way. David also rose afterward, went on out of the cave and called out after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and straighted himself. Then David said to Saul, Why do you listen to men's words, saying, Look, David intends you harm. Look today. Your own eyes should see how Adonai delivered you today into my hand in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but my eye had pity on you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is Adonai's anointed. Moreover, my father, see. Yes, look at the corner of your robe in my hand for in cutting off the corner of your robe yet not killing you, you should know and realize that there is no evil or rebellion in my hand. I haven't sinned against you, even though you are lying in wait for my life to take it. May Adonai judge between me and you, and may Adonai avenge me of you, but my hand will not be against you. Now, these verses and this story shows a real truth in God's word that is hard for us to deal with. The most difficult thing is to love someone who is your enemy, who wants to kill you, who hates you, someone who hates you. Can you think of anyone in your life that considers you an enemy or hates you? or do you see somebody else like that this story should show you what god loves and how we show love by loving even our enemies i can think of someone who seems to hate me he probably would say he doesn't but his actions seem to indicate a strong dislike for me i would i work hard At loving him and showing him love and respect. Some of you who are very politically minded might not like my next example. But I think it's an important example, even a year later. For those of you who watched or heard about the president's prayer breakfast last year. Would it not have been beautiful if President Trump showed love and respect and forgiveness to Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic Party? Some of you probably are saying she got what she deserved, as Trump was not very nice. Hopefully, you know what Yeshua would have us to do in that situation, which is forgive and reconcile. It doesn't mean that you agree with or like it just means that you are willing to show love because God is in you. And then he joked about it and said something like, well, I'm not there yet. It indicates that was the truth. President Trump was not there yet. And to love, as I said, doesn't mean that they have to agree with or like. And even though the Democratic Party tried so hard to disgrace President Trump, the reason for President Trump's downfall, and this is my opinion, was that his anger at them brought himself down. The way he spoke, the American people got tired of it and when we don't show love the enemy can use that against us and i believe that's what happened to president trump if that's the case what does god say are the characteristics of love in 1 corinthians 14:4 four through 8 love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not brag It is not puffed up. It does not behave inappropriately. It does not seek its own way. It is not provoked. It keeps no account of wrong. It does not rejoice over injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. Let's look at some of the attributes that I just mentioned and how we are to love. Love is patient. So that means that we don't get upset with people, we're slow to get angry or frustrated. A great scripture is Psalm 37, 7 through 9. Be still before Adonai and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over one prospering in his way, over one carrying out wicked schemes. Put away anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil doing. For evil doers will be cut off, but those who wait for Adonai They will inherit the land. Who are we to be patient with? Our loved ones, those who's made a mistake, those who repeat a mistake, which are called imperfections. Those who need to grow, those people who have hurt you. Patience is the art of continually forgiving a second thought is love is kind, the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. It's an action that people see. It's a demonstration. It goes beyond what is expected. Proverbs 31.20 says about the, the Proverbs 31 woman, she spreads out her psalms to the, uh, to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. That's love. First John 3:18 Children, let us not love with word or talk, but in deed and truth. So scripture says that when we love, we should love with our words, which is our talking, our actions, which is our deed, or and and our truth, which is especially in discussion or when correcting, that we have to show love. In Luke six thirty five, it says, "Love your enemies and do good and lend, expect expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of Elion, for He is kind to the ungrateful and evil ones." Yeshua gave the example of the good Samaritan. Look, we have to be kind to everybody. Another characteristic is love does not envy. Envy is being jealous or resentful of somebody else's success or possessions or qualities. When you love, you got to love like a coach, You help the other person rise to accomplish the most they can do. You cheer them on. You cheer on their success. I love this quote from a friend of mine, a Messianic rabbi, Jason Sobo. If all you ever do is attack someone's behavior, then you're never going to be able to set them free to become who they really are. Accountability is not calling somebody out of their behavior. It is calling them up to their identity. Oh, I love that quote. And that's certainly the kind of. Correct way to do things, you know the tenth commandment, Exodus twenty verse seventeen: Do not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, his man's servant, his maid servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And we see in Titus three three: For we also once were foolish, disobedient, deluded, enslaved to various desires and pleasures spending our lives in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. You know what? We are no longer to be this way. See, we, when we are envious, it's foolishness. We are being disobedient to God. And we're being enslaved, as, it's, as the scripture says, to various desires. And pleasures. And I just want to be enslaved to God. Can I hear an amen for that? Well, we're going to continue this next week as we begin the new year. If you'd like to email me, um, please do so. Love to hear from you. Uh, one of the things you can email me about is we have this wonderful little uh, two-page description of Installing Love. It's very cute, and but it's, it's excellent. If you'd like me to email it to you at no cost, just a little gift at the end of the year, f- feel free to call the office and say, just mail me the Installing Love information. It's our phone number is 813-831-5673. As you know, it's the end of the year. Once again, I ask if you can give an end of the year gift for our program, it would really bless us. We depend on your generosity. Also, we'd love to you, for you to visit us, uh, call our office, or go to our website, shereshtavid.org. Find out times and locations. And we'd love visitors. Bring your pre-believing Jewish friends as well. So we'd love to meet you. So for this year, let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, we love you and praise you. I thank you for all the listeners and the people who care about your heart, your heart, Lord. And I pray now that same prayer that I pray every week for our listeners. I pray that all who are listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.